Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the aisle seat. Now, Kim Schultz, superstar Kim Schultz, she's coming back from Texas. So she's on a plane, so she can't be with us. But I got Derek, the toy maker, Neil. How are you, Derek? I'm doing just great. I, I certainly hope everybody had a, a good uh, um Memorial Day weekend and and got to fire up the grill and visit with some family. You know what? Uh, me and Melissa, we fired up the grill and man, that was uh, got hamburgers, bratwurst, and hot dogs. I'm sorry, uh, beef hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I I did a lot of sleeping because I don't get two days off in a row at work. So how'd that, since how'd I that feel, <laughs> it it felt great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I tell you what. First off, is Army of the Dead on Netflix? Now Las Vegas is uh, overrun by zombies. And a billionaire magnet in Sin City, there's like $200 million that are just sitting there in the vault. So he and uh, the U.S. president plans to nuke Las Vegas within uh, uh, within uh, 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 90, 96 hours. And okay, so he has to hire, hire somebody who wants to risk everything and uh, to take the money and they get $50 million. So he hires Batista, Scott Ward played by Dave Batista. And, and he's one of he picks uh, some high, uh, high uh, uh, picked veterans who were received the money. And then before the bomb, obliterates the city. Okay. This movie is written and directed by Zack Snyder. Now, Zack Snyder, uh, on HBO Max, he has the full version of the Justice League. And uh, I watched the full version. I thought that was much better than the shorter version, but that's my opinion. And I just thought that uh, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, the script is okay, but the action season this movie in this movie are outstanding. And I tell you what, Zack Snyder was uh, there for all the, the, he was there for the whole movie, the special effects, the directing and everything. I thought he did an okay job. Now I love Batista, Dave Batista. And I think he's, uh, he's not the best actor, but he, he, he's a, he's an okay actor. But I just thought that this movie was a lot of fun. Of course, who can't be Las Vegas invited by zombies? It's uh, it's a love story, and the billionaire just wants to get it all back into his hands. So I thought this movie was very good. I thought that it was, I thought it was uh, entertaining. Now, is it going to change the world? No, it's not going to change the world for anything. 
But I kind of thought that overall, this movie, I gave this movie like three out of four stars because uh, this is a movie, come on, like I said before, Las Vegas invited uh, invaded by zombies. What gets better than that? And Dave Bautista is one that's battering the zombies and a bunch of his uh, uh, crew members uh, all battling zombies as well. I like this story, and I thought that, now, is it going to change the world, like I said before? No, it's not. It's not going to change anything. But I thought this movie was fun to watch. It's entertaining. And I thought this movie was very good. I'm going to give this three out of four stars. What do you think, Derek? Well, you know, <laughs> this, it's a, it's a fun entertaining yeah. kind of a and quite literally it's it's a zombie film and you have to check your brain out at the door to enjoy it exactly uh, but as far as you know i i think you're being much kinder than i am uh, i'm only going to give this one star uh, zombies in zombies in 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 uh uh Las Vegas has been done before. It was done in the know, uh, in, in a couple new, of different you know? films. It's it's not new, so he's yeah. he's not breaking any new ground there. Uh, it, it's an okay script. Uh, now the cast did a great job, but you know when you have a script that's not phenomenal, it's pretty easy oh. to breeze right through it. And yeah. since this is mostly a an action film. You don't really have to have uh, uh, that great of a script. You just have to have really good stunt men and stunt coordinators. Uh, it, it's it's it really not. I mean, I really didn't. In, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't think it, it deserves the praise that it gets. I don't think Zack Snyder's really that great of a filmmaker. Oh, I, oh, uh, I don't. I, I don't either, Derek. I don't. Uh, he, I, when, he's okay. <laughs> Well, like like when it comes to the uh, the Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder release, I put it like this: if you have to add three hours to your movie to make it better, then your movie sucks. <laughs> you you should be able to tell everything you need to say in a, a, a maximum of two and a half to three hours and even that's str- really pushing it titanic was like three hours long and it shouldn't have been that long it should have only been an hour and a half hey um, hey, hey, hey hey real quick don't criticize titanic i saw that many times oh i've seen it many times too but it really didn't need to be three hours uh, i oh. remember when it came out on home video you couldn't watch it on one tape <laughs> <laughs> you actually had to change the tape in your VCR to be able to watch the whole movie. Hey, remember those days where you had to go in and change? Uh, they came with two different di- uh, uh, DV- or what? Uh, two different well, deals, and you had to get in and turn it and turn it back on and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this isn't anything, you know, I, I think it's just a, a flashier, bigger budget version of what we've seen before. Uh, Zack Snyder's not, uh, he's, he's 
familiar with the zombie genre. Uh, yes. He did the uh, remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Um, in fact, this is supposed to be a spiritual uh, sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yeah, and that, that he said, uh, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense because no. if, if this were any kind of a sequel, it wouldn't just be Las Vegas. It would pretty much be the entire world because in Dawn of the Dead... Pretty yeah. much, almost the entire world had been infected at that by the end of the film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this is only gonna this is only gonna get one star for me. Uh, it's 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 enjoyable. Don't get me yeah. wrong; it is enjoyable, but it doesn't deserve the praise that I think people are giving it. Uh, it's anything that happens in this has happened a hundred times fold in any uh, of a dozen different zombie flicks that have been made in the last 50 years. And, and and I'd say what, uh, I thought that, yes, like I said before, it's been done many times and me, me and you know that Derek, but I don't know. Zombies in the, <laughs> Interplay Las Vegas. Come on, does it get any better than that? I thought the I thought the look of the movie and the zombies looked really good in this movie. Yeah, but but you know they call coffee off of uh, you know, like George Romero and other very talented past directors. So. Uh, the one thing I I do have to give them praise on is uh, after. Uh, uh, Actor Chris Delia uh, had been accused of, of sexual misconduct. Uh, they decided to replace him with uh, Tig Notaro, uh, and they did that wonderfully. They, it was seamless. It was act, I, that was probably the most amazing, amazing part of the entire film is that yeah. they seamlessly replaced an entire actor's role in a movie with another actor using green screens and CGI. Yeah. It yeah. was very well done. It, it was not unlike uh, uh, that one movie. Uh, uh, about the billionaire whose son was kidnapped, uh, yeah, and, oh, he yeah. re- and, and he refuses to pay the ransom. Yeah, uh, yeah. They replaced uh, uh, the lead in that with another actor, and they did it seamlessly. I, th- I think they even had him come in and do actual shots on location. But that's about the best I can say. You know, as far as you know, that kind of work, I think it was wonderfully done the way they they seamlessly replaced the actor and you didn't even notice i bet a lot of people who may be listening to this probably didn't know that that tignataro replaced another actor and it was done entirely with cgi and green screens well i'm telling you what uh like you like you said like i said the script ain't good it ain't good but I thought I thought the look of the movie was very good. Like you said, we both don't we like Zack Snyder when he uh, does uh, action movies where there's there's uh, you know he I think I don't think he's a good uh, uh, director, but you know, and I don't think you do Eric either, either, Derek. But you know, this movie I just like this movie. I I, I love zombies. So there you go. So. <laughs> oh, zombie films are, are a classic. I mean, they, they've 
pretty much aside from the the, the classic Universal monster movies, oh, zomb- yeah. zombies were the first foray into true horror, um, oh, yes. and they and they they generally stemmed from those fears that people had because of nuclear fallout, and that's that's where a lot of the early zombie stories came from. Is that yeah. you know the 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 nuclear fallout creating zombies uh, uh, from from our our cemeteries and yeah that those were the first true horror i think uh, yeah. Oh, yeah there 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 were a few others i mean you have like the fly which is your first oh. for your first foray into uh, what would be called body horror where where yeah. there's a change occurring that can't be stopped and and will basically lead to you know a complete utter change in some, not like a werewolf where you can revert back and forth or anything. That's, you know, the, the fly was your first real body horror, I think. Uh, but yeah, zombie, zombie flicks are always fun. I mean, it's, they're the kind of movie where you can just, you know, watch people, you know, take a bunch of headshots to these mindless, you know, beings walking around, always, uh, always going for the brains. Oh yeah! Oh God, yes. And, and by the way, I think uh, George Romero, I think, is one of the best uh, 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 zombie makers of all time, and he passed away. But you know, I mean, you learn so much from George Romero, and you know, so yeah. You know, I, I think. I think, think the. I think the I think the best zombie film I've seen is probably Return of the Living Dead. That oh, one God, yeah. changes uh, everything. In fact, yes. they they reference the original uh, 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 Living Dead film. Uh, as if it were an actual film. It wasn't part of the history. It was an actual movie they all got to see. And yeah. when when the dead start coming back, they they try to kill it by yeah. removing its head because that's yeah. the what that's what worked in the movies and it yes. doesn't work for them it, and that that's when you knew all bets were off when when the standard zombie motif of removing the zombie's head to kill it doesn't work in your zombie movie then you knew that all bets were off and anything could happen and that's what makes return of the living dead yeah. a good movie I tell you what, and Zack Snyder, he shouldn't have made, remade uh, George Romero's movie, even though, yeah, but anyway. So, getting back to, uh, okay, next up, I know, Derek, you don't like pink, because when we talked earlier, you're like, eh. But I, I love this documentary, and it's pink, uh, all you need to know so far, and it's a behind-the-scenes look at Pink as she balances her family life on the road, leading up to her first Winley Stadium appearance in 2019 called Beautiful Trauma. It's a world tour, and uh, uh, Pink is married to Corey Hart. They've been together, I think, like 19 years. They have two kids. And I tell you what, um, and uh, Matthias taking care of the two kids, um, uh, Pink and uh, Corey Hart, uh, they've been together, like I said, for 19 years. And I love uh, this uh, movie. I thought it was really uh, shot into uh, Pink's uh, life with Corey Hart and their two kids. And 
Uh, and by the way, I love Pink's music. And also, Corey Hart is terrific, and he is a recognized uh, 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 freestyle uh, motocross rider, too. And I'll tell you what, this movie is very enjoyable. Uh, it leads up to your tour at William, uh, Wembley Stadium. Sorry. And I thought this movie was very good. I enjoyed this so much. And I thought this was a great documentary. And also, um, you get really shot into uh, their lives. And and Beak is honest. And there's no there's no faking pink, you know. She she's great, and I thought this movie was very entertaining. I thought it was a great documentary. I'm going to give this three and a half out of four stars. And I know Derek's not going to rate it this high. What do you think, Derek? <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't dislike pink. Uh... And I, you know, she's she she's a strong performer. You know, we we definitely need a lot more uh, 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 role models for for young women to look up to, and I do think uh, Pink is one of them. Uh, she she's just not my type of music. She's not who I listen to. I I have a wide array of of different types of music I listen to. I listen to everything everything from old 50s uh, rock to to 60s psychedelic rock to uh uh the 70s uh, classic rock then uh, even uh, the the contemporary uh, heavy metal and and yeah, I, I like a little bit of everything. Uh, there's some R&B artists I'll listen to. Uh, I, I liked Michael Jackson in his early uh, career. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, uh, I like everything but opera. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now, Pink Pink was somebody that uh, my uh, younger sister had listened to uh, quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm sure she she's probably seen this. Uh, you know, maybe we could have brought her on here to talk about the movie. Uh, oh yeah, it, it, it was a good movie. I I do like uh, documentaries, especially ones that use uh, uh, real footage and not just staged footage. Yes. Um, yes. And that's what this was. This was it used actual behind the scenes footage from uh, uh, her being on the road, uh, behind the scenes interviews and some of their personal material to fill yes. the, the time slot and give you an idea of what it, it it's like for a performer that that's as popular as she is playing, you know, 150 plus shows in, in, you know, dozen different countries and having to raise a family at the same time. It lets yeah. you know that, yeah, you know, people like this, they may be well off, rich, super rich, you name it. But that doesn't mean it's always easy for them. They still have no. to take care of what's, you know, if they're going to do it right, they still got to take care of their families. She's still got to spend time with her kids. Got to make sure that they're getting uh, uh, educated properly, uh, that they're they're not being, uh, uh, you know, left out of the foray because of their career. And and that's difficult right. for anyone, regardless of your 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 position on the social ladder. And I think people tend to forget that. I think they tend to forget that 
You could be poor and have a bad life or tough life, and you can be rich and have a tough life. Uh, Money doesn't necessarily make life any easier. And some people I know who are a little more well-off actually feel that money makes it harder because now you've got something everybody else wants and people tend to come out of the woodwork wanting to get a piece of the pie that you got. Uh, so this this definitely kind of spreads you know sheds a little bit of light on on that kind of a life uh, as as you know a performer and 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 someone who's trying to raise a family. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give this one uh, three stars as well. Yeah, I yeah, this movie is so good, and like you said before, it doesn't matter if you're an entertainer, if you're just a, a normal person or whatever. When the family comes first and then your career, and I tell you what, Pink does, Pink and Corey Hart do a really good job of uh, doing something good because, you know, it's just something that, um, you know, I really felt, uh, I was, of course, I love Pink, but I kind of was into this show because this was an honest portrayal of her life. And and she said, uh, Pink and Corey Hart, they they sometimes they fight and all that stuff, but she said they always come together in the end. That's what I like, and they're raising uh, two good kids, and I like that part of it. So you know, and Derek, you you you've been married. I've been married two times. Thank you. And <laughs> but you know what? Uh, nothing as a way. From taking good care of your kids. That's exactly so. Yeah, but yeah, this is a very, very good movie. So um, that's uh, by the way, that's on uh, Amazon. So yeah, okay. Woman in the window. Okay, Anna Fox, played by Amy Adams. She's uh, she lives in a brownstone apartment. And uh, the last uh, 10 months, she was uh, separated from her husband and her eight-year-old daughter. So she just kind of lives uh, uh, on her own and all that, and she doesn't ever leave the house. So uh, then the Russells move in across the street. And uh, so Anna becomes a little bit curious into what they're doing and uh, and what's going on with their lives so she kind of she she looks across the street but she she takes she takes pictures and all that and keeps track of what they're doing over there because they are unsuspecting new tenants so anna indeed um witnesses some gruesome scenes of uh of uh, domestic violence and and uh, and some other really uh, cool scenes I thought, and I was completely surprised by the ending. And this movie is a lot like Rear Window that came out in 1954. Is it as good as Real Window? No, it's nowhere close because you got uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Jimmy Stewart. Um, I mean, the, uh, this. Uh, the, that's 
all-time great movie. But I thought this movie was uh, pretty entertaining. And I and also, the music is done by uh, Danny Elfman, who I don't think he makes a bad uh, music at all. And he does a lot of work with... Uh, with uh, uh, with uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, thank you. And, you know, he is so good. And he's... Uh, but I thought the movie directed by Joe Wright, I thought uh, he did an okay uh, 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 directing job on this. And the screenplay is done by uh, Tracy Leeds. I thought that was okay. And it's all based on a book by A.J. Finn. And I thought this, I thought this movie was good. Uh, there were some really good scenes in this. And um, it takes a little bit of time to get started and all that. But I'm going to give this movie uh, two and a half out of three stars. I liked uh, uh, I liked about uh, three quarters of this movie. And then the start of the movie, it takes so long to get started. But at the end, I was uh, I was excited. But it's a lot. It's, uh, it, okay, like Rear Window, Jimmy Stewart, you know, and Raven Burry. Finds on Raven Burn, all that stuff, and he's in a wheelchair because he was uh, had a car accident. Jimmy Stewart did, and he's kind of spying on Raven Burr. Okay, that's great, uh, but um, it's not as good as Rear Window. But I thought they get a get a good job at trying, and I just um, this movie, like I said, gets two and a half out of three stars. I thought there's some good scenes in this. I thought the, there was some uh, uh, really Amy Adams. Okay, look who stars in this movie, Derek. You got Amy Adams, uh, uh, Gary Oldman, Julianne Moore, Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee, Wyatt Russell, who's Kurt Russell's son. I mean, there's not, I mean, this is a strong cast. And I'm not. I, this, uh, if it was a better written script, I would have rated it a little bit higher. But this movie is good, and the acting in it is really good. But um, I, I, I give this two and a half stars, and I, I just, uh, I, I just couldn't rate it any higher. I just couldn't. But what do you think, Derek? Uh, you know, when I first started watching this, the the first thing I thought was Rear Window. Yes. Uh, it's essentially the plot of Rear Window, only exchange uh, uh, the the broken leg f- with with uh, 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 agoraphobia. Yeah, uh, that's generally all it really is. Uh, I I do love the cast. Uh, oh. You got. You got two actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in it. Uh, Wyatt Russell plays the uh, the yeah. Captain America replacement in Winter Sol in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and of course Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon, <laughs> is in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know they've worked together and worked well. Uh, Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, you know, Julianne Moore, Jennifer Jason Leigh—they're all fantastic. Uh, yes. And of course, I I love the soundtrack. Uh, of course. I love Danny Elfman. Uh, I do too, man. He's brilliant. I guarantee that if if 
people were to look up Danny Elfman and what he's done, of course, his career started as a member of the uh, uh, band Oingo Boingo, oh, yeah. which uh, which uh, did the song Weird Science. Uh, yeah for the movie of the same name. Uh, and of course he's worked regularly with Tim Burton. Almost every film Tim Burton has done was scored by Danny Elfman, except also, for one. And I think that was big fish. Also, he was, uh, did the soundtrack for back to school starring Rodney Dangerfield. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, he also has done the, the, uh, music for all the men in black films, uh, uh, the Simpsons, uh, yes. uh, the uh, Tales from the Crypt series uh, from HBO. Uh, he's got this huge, huge list of, of films he's done. Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Charlie and the oh. Chocolate Factory, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo, the Spider-Man movies, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man uh, 1 and 2. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which will be coming out, uh, I think, next year. Uh, he just has, you know, a, a, a massively impressive uh, filmography, and his music is wonderful. My favorite that he's uh, done is is from Clive Barker's Nightbreed. I, I love that soundtrack. I have a, a copy of it on vinyl, and, and I do occasionally put it on my record player and, and listen to it. Uh, because you can play any of his soundtracks, and no matter what you think of the movie, the soundtrack is excellent. excellent. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm a huge supporter of the fact that without good music, your movie could quite possibly flop if you don't have yeah, the right yeah, music. Right. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think the reason why uh, uh, Flash Gordon became such a, a cult classic is because of the fact that Queen did the soundtrack for it. Oh, yeah. If if it were a standard soundtrack, because uh, it, it it was actually made right about the same time uh, uh, the Star Wars original Star Wars trilogy was was coming out. Yeah, and it, it was at the tail end of a period of filmmaking where they were using a lot of uh, uh, disco type music uh, for for the uh, for for movies instead of using uh, orchestra scores, and yeah. I think that's why they chose Queen because they thought that was going to be you know a, a thing that they were going to come back to. But uh, but I digress. Uh, Woman in the Window. I'm going to have to give this one two stars. Uh, the cast was great but I, I i really can't get over the fact that this is basically a rear window remake yeah uh i even though they well, made you know the the necessary changes to get it as far away from it as possible there are so many similarities to it. i mean just the the main theme of it you know the fact that she's stuck inside because of the agoraphobia and so she's spying on her neighbors and witnesses something that she can't explain and and it's just like Rear Window Uh, Oh, remember the remake of Rear Window starring Steve Gutenberg? Oh yeah, yeah Yeah, That that movie sucks (laughs) Yeah Which is Steve Gutenberg was a a bad choice for that And I I kind of understand why they went with him uh, When you consider the fact that uh, uh, 
James Stewart is generally thought of at the time that Rear Window came out as somebody who was a little bit more of a comedic. I mean, he could do drama, but it was more of a comedy drama yeah. thing, dramatic yeah. comedy. And, and so and they. Famous in police academy movies. Yeah, so. well, and he he also did the the cocoon films, which were yeah. also kind oh. of a dramatic comedy. So yeah. I think I think they were thinking the same thing that they did with Rear Window. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock figured I'm going to take somebody and who's known for this type of a film, this genre of a film, and put him in an element that we're not used to seeing him in, and it worked great for for uh, yeah. James Stewart. You yeah. take James Stewart and put him in a a full on mystery thriller film with very little, if any, comedy. It kind of takes you. It kind of makes you, you know watch the film because you're you're not expecting that it, it changes yeah. the rules there and they they tried to do the same thing with with steve gutenberg and the remake and yeah. it didn't and, work yeah. because gutenberg's just a goofy guy anyway uh i mean he's a nice guy don't get me wrong I, i've met him a couple of times and and gutenberg is and a way, really and, really nice guy by the way he plays one of the teachers on the goldbergs too that's right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, of course, and, you know, the short circuit movie, <laughs> you know, you okay, can't okay. go wrong can with I that. Tell you, can I tell you something? <laughs> I love the first short circuit movie with Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, that's that. I think that's great. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's fun. But yeah, I mean, you know, um, I yeah, so. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was going to say so. So for for the woman woman in the window, I, I'm going to have to give it just two stars. I'm giving it two uh, two and a half because of because uh, of the music. Uh, you know, because <laughs> uh, seriously, because like you said before, the music sets the tone. If it's you know uh, the music is just spectacular in this. And you got to, you know, because look at Tim Burton, Danny Elfman. He did the music for Beetlejuice and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, he just does great music. And, you know, but, you know. But anyway, so <clears throat> next week we are going to review. <laughs> guess who we're going to, guess what we're going to review, Derek? Uh, you know, you sent me the list. I haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> oh, you sent me the okay. Okay, we're gonna re, we're gonna review Plan B, and we're gonna review the uh, Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story, and the Conjuring. The Devil made me do it. So that's what we're gonna review next week. And don't forget, uh, coming up on August the. Uh, uh, it's Slash and Bash or Sci Fi Film Festival this August 5th through the fifth through the seventh at the Topeka Performing Arts Center. We're gonna bring everything. We're gonna bring some good stars. There's gonna be games, there's gonna be costume contests. This is so much fun, and tickets are uh, twenty-five dollars for 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 you can get in for twenty-five dollars. How can you beat that? And then also, and if you want to pay just one day, it's only fifteen dollars. And kids under twelve get in at no cost. No cost. 
does it get any better than that? No, it doesn't. So, so anyway, so Kim will be back next week. Superstar Kim Schultz. And also, I want to thank Derek, the toy maker, Neil. Thank you, Derek. You're welcome. And then also, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is The Isle Seat. <laughs>